Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I pray today that God will speak to our hearts in a very personal and powerful way, and I'm looking forward to continuing our new chapter today, our second study in chapter number 10 of the exciting book, of Acts. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies, all of those are available on our podcast, Striving for Revival. Wherever podcasts are found, you can subscribe for free and have access to every Bible study that we have done. So hundreds of studies there waiting on you. That's a good tool for you to use in case you ever miss us on the radio and you're studying along with me through the Bible. You can always listen on the podcast whenever you have the opportunity. Also, it's good because you can pause and rewind, and it's good for taking notes and things of that nature. And let me say, you ought to take notes. I had somebody ask me not long ago how to study the Bible. And, you know, all of us are a little bit different in our method, maybe, but you need to have a purpose and a plan for Bible study. And one thing I would suggest is get in the habit of underlining things, making notes, writing out key words, looking at definitions, referring to a commentary or a Bible encyclopedia, something, but don't just read through it. There's something about writing down, outlining a section of Scripture. It'll help you retain the content of the chapter. It'll help you maybe even get the context and meaning, and it'll help things come together in your mind, and you'll have a good working knowledge. Not just say, I read through my Bible and have no idea what you read, but I'm talking about getting a working knowledge of the Word of God and understanding of the Word of God. I love it. That's one thing about the uh, the broadcast that I love, also with my Sunday school class that I do. We go verse by verse through a book of the Bible, and uh, I love that. i tell you why, because it helps me. And I'm learning more about the book of Acts. I'm learning more about geography. I'm learning more about the timeline, the chronology of the book, and uh, different instances and people and the importance of the people and what their names mean and where they lived and all these things. And I don't want to just have a casual relationship with the Word of God. I want to know my Bible. It makes God, God's, listen, God's just as real as ever, always, never changes, but it brings God to life in my life whenever I read the scripture and I get to know him better. God's revealed himself to us through his word, so we ought to just devour it and study it. At the end of Acts chapter 9, it told us that Peter was in Joppa and he tarries at, at Simon's house, who is a tanner. A tanner, I mentioned last study, is a deplorable man in the eyes of a Jew. He is deemed as ceremonially unclean. He had to live at a distance from others. Uh, he was doing a job that was looked down upon, frowned upon. Uh, it was uh, a job that Jews would not normally hold. And for Peter to stay in this man's house is an amazing thing because Peter still had strong uh, Jewish tendencies. But it's very obvious that God is working in his heart. God is doing a change in his life. Also, God put him in that point, that place, I think, so he could deliver a message to him, which he'll get in chapter 10. And by the way, God sometimes puts you and I in uncomfortable places for an extended period, and it's to teach us something. 
Sometimes God will enroll us in a class that we would never choose to take ourselves, but God said, you need the credits from that course, and I want you to take the class. So God's going to teach Simon some things here at uh, the Tanner's house. Peter's going to learn some things while he's there on the side of the sea. We mentioned last Bible study, verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. So this man is a leader of men in the Roman army. He's a man who is a Gentile. He's stationed there in the city of Caesarea. And the Bible said in verse 2, he's a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So this man who had been raised and reared in idolatry is no longer an idolater. He is worshiping the God of heaven, the God of the Jew, Jehovah God. He's a man who fears God. He has a reverential respect for God. He walks uh, circumspectly. He's a sacrificial man giving alms to the people, and he's a man of prayer. The Bible said he prayed to God always. As he went about his day-to-day business, he still had Jesus on his mind, or God on his mind. He was praying to the Lord. Now, in verse number three, it said, he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Well, we get a little insight here into what Cornelius must have been praying for. If you know your Bible and you already know the vision that God's going to give to Peter and the message that Peter's going to preach to uh, to, uh, Cornelius, it's obvious Cornelius is praying to be accepted. He's praying to be saved. He's praying that God would welcome him into his family, even though he was not a circumcised Jew. And so he's concerned. Uh, He's concerned for his family. He's concerned for his soul. And so the Bible tells us later in the chapter, we'll read up. He said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. So he's fasting. He's seeking God. So three in the afternoon. The time of sacrifice in the temple. This is when devout men would pray. This centurion, Cornelius, was fasting. And an angel stood before him and begins to speak to him. He's desiring to hear from God. And I like it. God will speak to those who truly have a hunger to hear from him. So Cornelius knows when he sees this angel, he's not dreaming. This is an appearance of this heavenly messenger. So he sees plainly. Uh, right here, this angel standing before him. It startles him. Uh, he's a little bit fearful. I mean, couldn't you understand that? Wouldn't you be? Sometimes we pray, Lord, I just want to see you. But if he showed up, oh my goodness, we'd all fall on our face, wouldn't we? And so he's a little bit nervous. Uh, he sees the significance of the event. So God sent this angel to this man. And it's almost beyond comprehension that God, who knows every soul and is interested in every human and keeps track of every movement, would pay attention to the individual. I'm glad he's God of I'm I'm glad that he's a God who so loved the world. But I'm glad he's a God who loved me. And he loved Cornelius and he looks in on him and hears his prayer. And he sees this insignificant man, a man that would be lost to history had it not been for this event. Among all the millions of people out there, all the Jews, all the Gentiles, all the sinners, all the saints, God sees him. And God loves him and God desired to speak to him. And our God's good like that. Out of all the people in this world, God loved you. And God saw you, and God spoke to you, and God convicted you, and God saved you. We serve a good God. And the angel says, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. 
He said, God's heard your prayers. God's taken note of your sacrifice. He's been praying for guidance, praying for help, praying for something to fill the hole in his soul. He's uh, seeking God earnestly. He's changed his life. He's fearful of God. By that, I mean he reverences God. He knows he needs God. And God has taken note of this man's sincerity, of this man's genuineness, of this man's seeking. And he gives Cornelius instruction. He said, listen, God's heard your prayer, and God's already made preparation to meet your need. Isn't that a blessing? God's got a plan to meet the need in your life. God already has something in the works that's going to turn your life around. You've been begging. You've been crying and you've been seeking something, God's got your something that you've been seeking. And Christian friend, you and I can rest in that as well. You know what? Before you ever pray, God already has your answer. When you have a need, God already has what, what it takes to meet it. Before you even ask him, God already has it on the supply shelf of heaven. And God never runs in the lack. God always runs in surplus. There is no shortage in God's economy. God's not having a hard time getting shipments in from overseas. He's the maker and giver of it all. Every good gift and perfect gift cometh down from above, right? God gives it all. Thank God his storehouses are full and overflowing and ready to meet the need. There's never a mistake in God's plan or a shortage in God's provision. God has what you need. And Cornelius learns that firsthand as the angel said, hey, listen, God's got a plan uh, for your life. He said, I want you to send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. There's a fella over there in Joppa that I'm going to use to meet your need. They don't know each other, never cross paths. But God's working on this side in the life of Cornelius. And God's working on that side in the life of Peter. And he's going to bring them together. An amazing message is going to get delivered. It's hard to tell what God's doing right now. I mean, in somebody's heart out there, maybe there's a church out there praying for a pastor, and there's a man out there not even knowing where it is, but he's praying for a church. And God's working in their heart, and God's working in this heart. And one of these days, God's going to bring them together. It's amazing. God knows exactly how to make all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So we're going to find that these men are sent by Cornelius. They travel to Joppa. Go to the Tanner's house, and they're going to fetch Peter. We're going to study that our next broadcast, so make sure you tune in then. Until that time, though, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.